0: I understand that you've already taken part in an inquiry regarding fracking in the Beetaloo Basin. Is that right?
1: I have, yes.
0: Can you maybe tell our listeners about what you told politicians in Canberra about your views on fracking?
1: The important thing I wanted to point out is not only the effects of fracking on our land and country, but also on our culture and our stories and our future. That's what I wanted to bring to notice and also the role of what Northern Land Council is doing in aiding that, but also not aiding that, not assisting us in achieving that goal. We wanted to bring to the attention of wider Australian that the harm that fracking will do to our land and our water and to our environment. We see the effects of our birds and our animals. Not only the animals and the birds, but there are also reptiles that are being affected that only stay in that area where it's being fracked.
0: Are you seeing this damage happen now, or are you concerned about how it might happen in the future?
1: We're seeing some effect of it now. People, my family tells me, even though I live in Alice Spring, you know, people do go out into the country and they hunt and they see the scarcity of where animals should have been at seasonal times, and they see the changes that's happening. And it's not only Aboriginal people; it's It's the people who have cattle stations. They're very concerned too about what fracking will do to their industry because it's not only the native animal that goes and, you know, have a dose area, but it's the, the cattle and the horses and the effect it'll have on the land and water itself.
0: I understand that you're a jingly traditional owner.
1: My country is adjacent to, um, or next door to where Beedlew Fracking is. It's yeah. on the Moridia Land Trust, but it extends that far. Because Bigloo Basin is where my grandmother country, on my father's side.
0: Yeah, I was just wanting to get an idea of where that country was, and if you could maybe explain to our listeners about, could, could you describe the country a little bit at the, at the moment? and what's what it's
1: like the country is a mixture of woodland as well as plain country um dense woodland with um, bulwadi and with other trees mm. and there's a lot of shrubs as well included in that that's are native some some trees are just native to that area the shrubs i mean but yeah. It's vast, they call it cattle country.
0: I was wondering if you could maybe talk to me about the role that the Northern Land Council have in regards to fracking on the country. You mentioned at the beginning of this interview that you had concerns that the Land Council were aiding fracking in in the region. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about why you think that?
1: Well, because NLC or Northern Land Council is a government entity and it gets its funding from the government, from the COM government, Australian government, their their role I'm looking at in my country is, and for my people is, they're just going around and getting signatures of people who say that they are traditional owners of that land, but some of them are not. What they want to us and many of us there is they just want a signature to say, yes, go ahead and frack. They say that they had meetings, numerous meetings, but with who? They don't go to the right people.
0: So you're saying that they're not being transparent in terms of how
1: or who they are? No, they're not transparent. Yeah, they're not very transparent.
0: You've never spoken to the Northern Land Council yourself or... Have they approached you?
1: Um, I've worked I'm not, I've worked, but I've known, I've been to many Northern Land Council meetings, and it was leading up to this um, beetle fracking. I was then work living in Elliot before I moved to Alice Spring. Mm. And they had an anthropologist. I don't know if I can't remember if there was a lawyer, but I know there was certainly an anthropologist, and all they wanted to do was find out whose country was that. And then, you know, there were promised jobs. Um, There were um, every there were a lot of promises made by the mining company to the community of Elliot, but that promises of employment never happened.
0: How long ago was this? In
1: 2000 and 2000, between I believe it was 2000 and
0: 2001. So the mining companies suggested that there oh, 2002.
1: was. 2002. Sorry, 2002. Yeah.
0: The mining companies, along with the Northern Land Council, have, you say, uh, have promised that jobs would be plentiful in the. Elliot community, but nothing's come there of There would it.
1: be, uh, yeah, there would be employment and training done there.
0: Okay, but you've yes. never, you've never seen anything uh, for your people from that.
1: I'm still waiting to see yeah. um, young men and women being employed there and to be trained into whatever field. I have no idea because we know everything is fly in, fly out.
0: How do you feel when you hear suggestions that? fracking in the Territory would be great for job opportunities. We hear politicians in Canberra, one of them being Keith Pitts, saying that um, grants will will generate thousands of jobs for people in the Territory. What, what are your feelings when you hear that?
1: Well, from an Indigenous point of view, Aboriginal point of view, I have never seen any employment. But I believe... No, there's been no opportunity yet given to my people, my families mm-hmm. back in Elliot ever, to be employed there or to be trained there by that by that company in whatever field.
0: How many meetings have occurred since that time in two thousand and two uh, about fracking uh, and exploration on the Beeteloo Basin or in your region? Yeah.
1: I I, I remember the initial meeting that they had, that was two or three, and then after that there were numerous meetings after I left, but my family kept telling me, yes, there's, there's been a meeting held there by Northern Land Council and by a representative from the mining company. There were a lot of promises made, but those promises never came to provision.
0: Janet, there was a report that came out talking about the ability of money to be made from fracking if uh, it goes ahead in the Beetlew Basin and that um, there would probably be not much of it made if they met government requirements to offset emissions. Uh,
1: What do you think of this report? The the Reputex?
0: Yes, correct.
1: Reputex or Reputex?
0: Yeah, Reputex. Uh, Yes. What do you make of that? report and
1: well it's shedding the light on something that should have been shared a long time ago it just shows you know i'm going to quote some some of the report that i've got written here sure um the the gas produced will be really expensive and the project will struggle to survive becoming stranded assets you know shouldn't that be saying something to the government about stranded assets and the Australian carbon budget would be blown out because the, the beetle expansion would add 2.5 the times of Australian annual greenhouse emissions. And this is not what the scientists say we should be doing.
0: I was wondering if I could get your idea as well about what traditional owners would like to see under, be to undertake on their land. I saw a quote from you earlier talking about how y- you want to see the sun be uh, used in the region. Um, yes. does, does that mean that you look towards more things like solar power options for resource for the resource well, industry in your region?:
1: There is a solar power. It's already happening in some communities you know, we, they're trialing out solar power and one of them is Mullinger through original power. They have one house that's totally solar powered and they're doing one in Beedlew. Now, they, we'd like our own communities, even the outstations where we live, to be solar powered because we know we can have that Enormous energy up there, don't have to pay much money, and it's free, don't have to pay for the sun, and it's all year round.
0: Is this something that you're actively looking at um, for your region? We are looking looking at,
1: yeah, we are are looking at for our region and for our our own um, community living areas we would like to turn to solar power. The other thing about fracking I wanted to say, Philip, is m- many people are really wary about and afraid water contamination. You know, water is life, as you know it, and as people who are listening know, people can't live without water. Water contamination will affect not only us, but it will affect the environment, and the very life that we have. Because where else can we get water? The Artesian Basin not only is underneath my country, Jingli Mutbara country, but it goes all the way down to WA, right down to South Australia. It'll affect all those. All it needs is poison to get in there, and then we go on
0: that sounds to me that this affects more than you know people in the northern territory region that this
1: exactly could... it will it will overflow into the wa and south australia through nululinji aboriginal corporation we are anti fracas and we do we want to try and fight for our right to live on the land as we wish to and we want to protect our country the way we want to. And, you know, we're just asking the government, we're speaking to the government, listen to our voices, listen to our stories, look to our side of the story. Don't just look at the dollar signs, please.
0: Janet Gregory, thank you very much for talking to us here at KaMA.:
1: Thank you.